Hey, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Beyond Eight Figures. This is AJ, the journeyman entrepreneur, with another Beyond Eight Figure episode for you. On the show, we talk with top entrepreneurs about the realities of building an eight-figure business, what success really means to them, and hear from them about some of their winning strategies and tactics. Tune in to each episode to learn how to grow your business beyond 10 million, and more importantly, create your own personal legacy. Hey, everyone. Today is a special episode. Today is a we should be on vacation episode. I have Timmy here and it's been a long, crazy summer where I've been driving my family all over the U.S. for college visits, camps, family members, because it's the first time we've been able to come back to the States since COVID. Spain was very nice and said you could actually leave the country and we left. Now, we'll be going back at the end of the summer. but So yeah, so Timmy and I just wanted to touch base with everyone and say, go on vacation. I know you have a little bit different opinion on how to do vacations than I do. I do the big family because I have three kids. I'm insane. I do these big things that I never get any rest. You seem to do it a little bit better. That's right. You kind of have to when you have a big family. And obviously, your family is spread across different continents as well. At least for my, in my case, uh, we are all within Europe, which is, helps us to move around a bit quicker. But even for me, uh, if I want to visit my family, I have to travel to four different countries, three actually, four including myself. <laughs> so yes. it, could, it could be a bit of a challenge to organize a Sunday lunch. That's what, <laughs> what I say. But it's good that, that you took the time off as much as you could, even though that we are still having a quick episode today. So that shows that when you love what you do, it really doesn't feel like work, does it? Yeah. And it definitely does make it more fun. I know this is, I do think even the craziness of being an entrepreneur, it's still, there's that balancing point. It is fun so often, but then there's also the point that you're always doing it yeah. no matter what. <laughs> I know I've been in beautiful oceanside beaches and thinking at what's our optimization strategy if we kind of <laughs> do this and been in luxury restaurants where all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I like how they do that. I wonder if we could do that and let's change it. But it, so, yeah. it inspires you. That's why you would need to take more of them. Maybe not like really long vacations, but I think it's really important for your mind as well to recharge because when you take a bit of time off from work, you, first of all, you get inspired. As you said, you walk into a super cool, funky hotel and you see something. Yes. You can then move into your, your business strategy that not just only inspires you, but allows you to recharge a little bit so you can be a lot more creative, a lot more strategic and all the fun stuff that goes with it. I agree. I think sometimes we think of vacations as being these big or these set pieces but it could be just as little as just getting out. You live in one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Yes. <laughs> so you get to go out for the weekend and you're going off to a B fan number one or Boer number one, depending on this. Depe depending on, on, yeah, depending on which location we choose. But yeah, I was going to actually mention that depending on where you are living as well, it has a major you know, impact on how often do you actually need a vacation from work, don't you? Because when I lived in a city which was a bit crowded, like I needed to get away a lot more often and I needed to really yeah. disconnect. Maybe every other month I would take at least a long weekend just to get away and really recharge. But when I live on an island, which is an amazing, beautiful location as well, it feels like you're constantly on vacation, so you don't need that much 
like time off maybe from work. So I, I think it's just finding that balance that you, you do take some time off and maybe you don't have to call it a big vacation. And some people need to have a, a longer journey, especially as you said, if you're traveling with your family, especially after the year that we have behind us, that it was a bit challenging to travel. But now we finally get to do that. So in my views, I think it just really depends on like, what's your preferred method? What suits you basically if you need more regular shorter breaks and that's going to help you to to recharge to really then focus on your business activity then do that and that's something that you can actually schedule well ahead of the time or if you need a longer break for example last year i took the entire december off i was so nice. overworked i know like i needed to take a longer break but that's not something i would usually do but when you realize that you need a bit of time off i think it's really crucial that you do step away a little bit even if you may, if it means that you get these ideas and you jump on podcasts like this one to record a new episode but overall i think you managed to maybe cut back a little bit on your work as well didn't you i think when you know we've jokingly said being an entrepreneur is there is no real life balance it's just making sure you find <laughs> things in an appropriate mix so you're doing the things you like but definitely the past month has been okay my children, <laughs> you know, one <laughs> family, my mother, my, my parents, one's in New York, one's in DC. I have, you know, half sister out in Long Island. I have siblings in the DC area. My children interested in colleges in Virginia, Boston, New Haven. It was just like, we were doing that plus the camps and this. So it was like, yeah. It was work, just different. <laughs> it's activities. We all, this is the whole point of living our lives. You know? And I believe like the yeah. last few weeks while you were on vacation, I don't think there was a time when you were like at the same time, every time we talked, every time we had a, a quick check-in call in the last few weeks while you were actually meant to be taking some time off, you were constantly moving around. I don't think that we actually spoke ourselves as well. It was always traveling yeah. and checking out <laughs> from hotels and going to here and going there. Yeah, I... <sighs> Ever since I was little, I hate the, oh, it's Tuesday, we must be X country, and then the next city, or the city or place. As someone who was an exchange student back in university and grad school, the idea of just going somewhere and spending a few months to me is like the ultimate vacation. It's, to me, if you're not spending at least a week in one location, it's not, you don't get the feel of the place. I feel it's like, Ooh, look, I saw some buildings. Ooh, nice. Ooh, one meal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gone. So, no, I like to sit. So my goal is this fall autumn. I want to, because <laughs> this is definitely something I won't be taking my kids on is a, one of those whiskey hiking tours throughout Scotland from oh, distillery to amazing. distillery. Yes, I am the appropriate age of yeah, the middle age male. <laughs> <laughs> Let's like, define what oh is God. middle age anymore because I yeah. I have my opinions on it. I I don't think that you're middle aged yet either. When they can re you know, reset my DNA and let me have another big bunch, I'll be happy. I think look, vacations are important and finding the time to just whatever it's going to be to just go, all right, cool deep breath, let it happen, see the moment. I think you live, you live in Tenerife and it's beautiful, beautiful. It's funny because going back to Spain, to me, there will be a lot I'll miss here. I'm an American. I really do. Even if my country does seem to be going a little crazy right now, I love it here. I love, I understand the culture or I understand more of the culture. Some, it's getting a little weird for me, but in Spain, I am an outsider 
But I live on a hill over the Mediterranean. And every day I walk out and there's the Mediterranean and on a clear day, Africa in the distance. And it's, oh yeah, this is what most people go to see for vacation. Exactly. <laughs> I live there. <laughs> it's a bit of a reminder for you, isn't it? Yeah. I, sure. I traveled around quite a bit and I, I moved across different, different countries over the last uh, good 15 years as well. And every time I end up in a location that many people, especially from my network, would tell me, oh, you're so lucky you live in a place like that. And that's when it hits me that actually you are right, that sometimes you need to take a bit of a break. Even if you live in the city that you were still born in, especially if someone who was born in the US, it's such a gigantic country that there are so many places for you to explore as well. So going on a vacation doesn't mean you have to jump on a plane and cross the entire planet to just take a break you can explore the nearby cities you can go to nature you can even explore your your hometown sometimes we don't even know much about the places that we spend most most of our times right yeah i yesterday i had i dropped my son off to go hang out with some of his friends to play chess and good bad for whatever reason i have a very old travel sim card which is fading and I didn't know SIM cards could actually stop working. So it was fun. <laughs> so I actually had no data, which was nice. I had to go into places with Wi-Fi. But all I did was walk through neighborhoods that I used to. Yes, I did have a business lunch, so I did make it some work. But at the end of the day, um, I just walked through neighborhoods. I used to live with, I, I had 27 years living in New York City before moving to Spain. And so much had changed from when I moved there to before I even moved. But then to see what has changed yet again and is starting to change right now as, well, Delta variant and other future variants aside, as New York comes out of sleep, it was. It's fascinating. So, yeah, did it so, feel like I mean, a vacation to you, actually, going back to the a place where you lived for so long? Or did it feel like going back home, I, I wonder? A little bit of both. I mean, some of it's, oh, I'm not back. Like, when you're out and then you're like, oh, all right, time to go back. And you're like, oh, I'm going to a hotel. That kind of, like, slaps you in the face. You're like, oh, it's not home. But then other times you're like, oh, yeah. You walk a block, you turn a block. You're like, oh, that coffee place or this. There were walks that I did 10 times a day. And then all of a sudden, it's, oh, yeah, just that muscle memory in your head. Yeah. You're like, oh, step two here. Oh, there's the building. Okay. Oh, okay. That I always love. But yes, it is. <laughs> when you come back and go to a hotel room, it really does. Even if it's a really nice hotel, it does. Okay. This is not home. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I have a strange thing, though. I love staying in hotels. And even like a few years ago when I was I was running a hotel and managing a hotel as well, that was the best part I loved about right. it. That, you know, you can actually, if you have proper customer service, and that's true for any kind of business, doesn't matter what you do, if you provide that level of customer service that your returning clients come back to you feeling like they're coming back home, and it can be anything that kind of adds a little extra to your business growth as well, I think, in general. I agree. I think there is a level of hotel work. Like last week I was um, staying, because I didn't have the kids, we were staying at the Equinox Hotel, which is the new hotel by this very high-end American fitness chain. You should reach Uh, out to them now and get them to sponsor this episode now that you mentioned their name, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. They're going to, yeah, definitely. But no, it was... It's in the new Hudson Yard, which is a sole area that is like an art of, it's not a landfill, but they built this huge platform over train yard. So 
there's a, been this big train yard in New York City forever and a day. And they built this gazillion dollars as an official term, artificial platform above the train yard to then build these huge skyscrapers. It's amazing wow. when you go there. You don't think about it. You're walking around, you're like, okay, you're just walking from one area to the next. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is all artificial land. This is just like a big platform. And wow. then they built a 60-story skyscraper on top of it. <laughs> but yeah, they knew my name. I mean, this is, yes, because it's like four times the cost of a regular hotel chain. They knew my name, like, after my first time I walked in, like, I walked in, mm. and then you take to the 25th floors, check him. But after that first one, they knew my name. Like, yeah. oh, hey, hey, welcome back. You know, da, da, yeah, hey, Jay, how, you know, how's your day? Yeah, that, you're right. There is that where they know they make that effort. They, it's a little less either touristy or a little less business traveler approach yeah. to it. So yeah, I can see that. Or even a smaller, more B&B more type boutique, place. Yeah, more boutique hotels are my top favorites because you get actually have time to, to talk to the staff as well and then ask about mm-hmm. what to do and then really get the insider's uh, sort of view. But what I was going to mention that... It, going back to this topic that taking time off from work and going on vacation, that's exactly the reason why it is so recommended to do it. Imagine if you had walked into that hotel yesterday and the staff was so overworked and do you think they would have taken even the effort to try to remember your name if they are so exhausted and they are in such need of a break or a time off? No, and I think it's funny because in New York City and I know in US and it's probably in a lot of places because the economy has come back, there's inflation, and everyone I know from big companies a little, and you and I have talked about how you treat your employees and stuff. I do think how your employees feel and all of a sudden that desperate. So let's just say five figures and up a night, they have to pay. They have to treat, not just pay. It's not just giving people money. It's they have to treat their employees well and give them a certain latitude because it's a luxury experience. Even mm-hmm. if it's the new luxury of being physical and actually trying to be healthy, which yes, I would work out for an hour or so and then do all my stretching and then go drink. So maybe I was <laughs> it's balanced. not it's balanced. doing it the right way. Okay. <laughs> but that brand has to, I guess, are the new normal of just experience just a little bit down, well, a little bit more down there, but still relatively expensive, that the attitude, the service, people don't show up. I was waiting online for something and the person just walked off. The service person just walked off for 15 minutes and was like, I'll be back. Didn't buy people online. Didn't even explain why. Mm -hmm. No, just like, yeah. And these things happen. And that's why I am so passionate about any kind of businesses. And I, I learned a lot throughout the years from the service industry to use the same level of like really high quality customer yeah. experience from the service industry when it's done well and move that into a, any kind of business setup. Because if you do these kind of basic things and you do them well, well enough, you will not only have more repeat customers, but also those customers will start recommending you. Everyone knows this, so we're not seeing anything new here, but it's just such a, a powerful and unutilized tool that people don't actually use for their teams as well to to empower their teams and going back to again why vacation time is so needed this is exactly why you cannot expect your team to be going you know the extra mile for that customer or doing a demo call for them about your product if they are not feeling appreciated if you don't encourage them to take some time off and those sort of basic things right 
You know what? It's so funny you say that because it made me think of, um, all right, not the golden rule, do unto others as a kid, but I used to have a grandmother who made sure I understood good manners and I was always polite. And that was her thing, Grandma Co. Yeah. And as a child, I hated it. Now, the fact that I default to opening doors, I say, thank you, please, may I? It's, oh, that's actually a cool thing that I have all this muscle <laughs> yeah. memory. It's a rare nowadays. Always on my kid's case. And there's so many times where they're just like, stop it. <laughs> it's okay. It would be fun to look at things you should do as a child. You're taught that golden rule stuff and then move up because definitely the idea of good service. It is that same thing of just like you be polite, you be interested, you engage, you listen, which sometimes gets hard. And I think harder in this world where we're on every device ever. But yeah, there are these things that then you lay that foundation, you lay the foundation of look, just be polite and open. And you were just saying that idea of engaging with people. There's so many studies that engaging with people like at the hotels when you yeah. go travel. There's all these studies coming out that talking to strangers improves your mental well-being, your feeling of self-worth and all that. Yet we are so conditioned in this world to not talk to others. The interesting thing about when you speak to strangers, you know why you get to be yourself a lot quicker because you don't know that person. So you're not actually... You don't have to put your mask on exactly. right away. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's exactly what it is, that you feel so liberated. And it takes back like maybe 20 years in my career when I, maybe even more, when I was working at reception over many years ago. And that's when I realized that people, the guests who checked into the hotel would be sitting at the reception talking to me for hours and telling me about all of their very personal life stories and that's when I realized that they really open up and you can actually use this it's a psychological tool basically it's just basic human uh, functioning that's all that is that if you don't know someone and if you click with them if you feel that as you said if they really listen to you they will open up and the same goes for when you are maybe doing a demo call for a client or when you are going out doing some business development if you are clicking with that person and really listen, they will really open up to you. You know, with Insight Labs, you and I have built this whole concept from my experience and then you, your experience coming in and then making it actually live instead of it being the madness in my head, that the foundation, before you can do anything really cool, setting the foundation allows you to do cool or, or get better results from doing fun things. You know, fun being interesting marketing efforts. Yeah. But the idea is if you don't have the right basis of analytics, the right basis of understanding who, when, and how, and why you're doing things, then things get all over the place. And it's almost we're talking about, oh, the vacation and all that. It's like, I think it would be fun to maybe, since we have our lovely data and researchers, maybe what we should do is look at like, all right, Vacation is very important because it puts us out of our life. It mm -hmm. puts us out of our existing day-to-day -day things and gives yeah. us a chance to reassess. We were just, there's all this research now about talking to strangers. So vacations could potentially put us in positions of having more. It would be fun to layer that same thing. And we were just talking all over the place, but it'd be cool to, okay, the default reason why is you need X type of, you know, it would be fun to do that because I do think we're told, take a vacation, do this, all that. And 99% of the stuff out there, just like in marketing, just mm -hmm. like in almost everything, is stripped of the inherent reason or meaning. And it's just like some headlines and maybe just enough things to get you in to click and see some ads. 
to dive into, okay, what is really important? Why? So it's like, all right, the vacation, it's a good because it does this and this, but even more important, that vacation sets into that concept as being the entrepreneur for you to have this better journey. You need this. Yes. I'm geeking out. I'm <laughs> That's sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm creating I'm, more I'm work following. for the team as I think about it, but yeah, I, we should talk about that more in the future. So yes, this vacation episode where I was just coming on that we would tell you to be a vacation. Now we're telling you how to live your life. No, um, <laughs> no, far from that. <laughs> go talk to strangers, go have a vacation, do something for yourself, see something that gets you out of your existing thought patterns. And from a marketing perspective, that's one thing I yes. would also recommend to do, especially for someone who's actually the business owner, because any kind of audience, doesn't matter your industry or your business, your audience will love a little bit of behind the scenes updates you, as well yeah. like yeah such as like this one like we we were supposed to be talking about something else but we decided this is the time Wait. to talk about like the importance of vacation because it's so relevant and it's it's important it's having an instant impact on our day-to-day life right now so it's great, great to share that with the with our audience like how it, it actually works when you are doing something that you truly love and you enjoy so these things happen but if you are on vacation or if you're planning to go on vacation it's great to share that back with uh, maybe a couple of uh photos of places you visited and share it back with your marketing team because your audience will love it. And that's another way for you to keep on growing and, and build that loyalty with your customers <laughs> or, or audience. <laughs> yeah, mine are the cocktails I drink around the And I actually did have an amazing cocktail. Which was um, the best one that you had throughout these last few weeks? I'm dying to find well, out. Up until this past week being in New York, I haven't exactly been in places that were what I call cocktail friendly. All right, a lot of the U.S., a lot of, all right, so cocktails are becoming this thing. And I have been to some places that do one, but, and I won't name it, but I was looking at one place because my children are interested in the school there and down south. And we went in and it was supposed to be this private club with fancy cocktails. And they've been in all these design magazines, beautiful place. And they had a cocktail on their list. So I was like, all right, I always start with that. And then I asked the bartender to do what's called a bartender choice. Bartender choice is where you give them a little bit of direction. Oh, I like dark booze. I like it boozy. I like citrus. I like bitter, not sweet, and then let them do whatever. And it was a Negroni riff on the first one, which it's that instead of gin, Campari, and vermouth. And it's just, okay, depending on what type of gin, what type of vermouth, and then are you doing equal parts? Are you doing one, one, you know, one and you know, two parts and one, one, one. So it's like, all right, there's some variations people play. It was okay. Not amazing. And then the bartender's choice, cause they said, oh yeah, it's just weak and watery. And oh. maybe it was just the one drink, but it was just like, okay, I was excited. I'd read so much. And then no, then long story short, two nights ago, two nights ago, my son, I was going to take my son to the we went to the Yankees game. He and oh, a couple wow. of his friends. I had a little bit of time before I was meeting them. So I stopped at this one place that had opened in my old neighborhood. And I was going to go to this really famous Clover Club that had for years been like the top cocktail place in New York and in the US. Now it's 15 years old. So I don't know if they even, <laughs> but I saw there was a new place that had a really higher rating. And I went in and it was so cool. One, I already shot this off to Anna, who does all of our content strategy, but their menu was on Instagram stories. What? That's amazing. When you go to places and they give you the QR code and you have to get the PDF and it's, can you read it? (laughs) Nope. You click and it pops up 
and says, would you like to open Instagram? And it goes into their stories. That's so smart. I, I love companies like that who do something a, yeah. a little bit different. And as you see, this is the result. You, you talk about it because it makes you wonder like how creative they are. Yeah. All right, here, I'm going to just say it and we'll put it in the show notes just because that's always the fun part. Here, let me pull it up so I can actually remember it. Where is my thing? Yes, there we go. Yeah, it's barely disfigured on Smith Street in, come on, I used to live there, Carroll Gardens, Carroll Gardens, Couple Hill, borderline area. Not, if you don't know New York, if you don't know Brooklyn, don't worry, <laughs> it's just Smith Street, barely disfigured. It was, everything was beautifully balanced, the work exact, and they were so friendly, so nice, professional, that lovely combination of someone who just like detail oriented yet yeah, was like yeah. chat chat all over the place. And what did you drink? <laughs> the uh, most right. important well, part. <laughs> the reason maybe why you should do a bit of side note, like why we talk about cocktails is this is one of your passions personally, yes. right? <laughs> um, I actually had something I was surprised because normally I'm, I don't like light drinks okay when i tell you what's in this drink it you may not think it's light but normally because i realized years and years ago i'm a very large person six um 194 centimeters heavier than i want to be could so have been a basketball a, player <laughs> well just below like mm. i stopped growing when i was 12 yes they thought i was going to be seven foot tall i have the wingspan of a seven foot tall person so, so i close. have disproportionate arms so yeah so like i used to have high school when i was playing in middle school i had high school coach there would be more high school coaches in the fan in the stands than like parents because there's only people who show up <laughs> to middle age thing because there was this like oh my god this kid's gonna be huge and then it was like i was just big not huge um back to the cocktail Back to the cocktails. So I don't like drinking light cocktails because then I try and keep it to two cocktails. That's it. Mm -hmm. I don't like because I don't want to. It's too easy for me to drink a lot because I can. And years of playing rugby back in my 20s and 30s showed that I have a high tolerance, but <laughs> it's not good as you get older and you're healthier. So I just limit myself to two. That's all I allow myself. Self-control so, all the way. Yes. But then I do, because I have this, when I go, I tend to go for what I affectionately call booze bombs, things that have these. No, Long Island <laughs> iced tea. All right. We can't go into Long Island iced tea without me. My uncle is the acknowledged creator in the early 70s of Long Island iced tea. Seriously? Now there's a bunch of yep. <laughs> So this is Robert, where the cocktail making comes from then. <laughs> oh, yeah. It runs in your yeah, family. It's also a cautionary <laughs> tale because while... <laughs> Uncle Bobby had some really amazing things he did. He also maybe had a thing about substances and other things that are the core sharing tale, which is why I give myself a limit. It's like, nope, not gonna, <laughs> don't allow myself <laughs> to break to the, the cocktails two at a time. So this, I had this beautiful cocktail. It was called the the Flower and Willow World. Oh, um, that sounds magical, actually. <laughs> It does right there. And I was like, okay. And I was looking at, but this is what I found so funny. It was now, I've, do you know what Soshu is? The Korean mm. sort of, it's, is that a, all right, if I say this, any Korean person will hate me. But the easiest way I say it, it's, it's a more flight. So it's, it's a rice, I believe a rice fermented liquor. Yeah. Liquor. Yeah. So it's smooth. I mean, there's all types of variations of it. So this was, um, a really interesting, instead of 
almost instead of a vermouth balance, this use sochu. So a little bit more floral, a little bit more there. So it was a monkey shoulder whiskey. Monkey shoulder yeah. is a really good European. And it, it, to me, some whiskeys have these great big notes. And this monkey shoulder is just such an easy cocktail thing because it holds itself up. But at the end of the day, it doesn't dominate. So mm-hmm. it was monkey shoulder, sochu. Green chartreuse, which I love because it's still produced by the monks, the chartreuse monks. I always, I'm massacring this once again. So yes, just <laughs> but it's a good thing that we're that not running American. a podcast about cocktails in general. So yeah. it's okay. <laughs> just by yourself. Yeah, the monk, that, and then that's an interesting combo. Perfectly balanced, perfectly thing. I'll post the picture. It's on my Instagram. So I'll toss it and we'll put it in the show yeah. notes and send you to the thing. So yes, I'm now doing cocktail recommendations. But I, th- I think we should name one episode based on one of the cocktails actually that <laughs> reminds you of either the, the person that you're interviewing or the topic that you are talking about and just assign a, one of the cocktail creations that pops into your mind. Just for fun. I will. I actually <laughs> have a friend who who has built a ton of businesses and was like early engineer at Zynga. And I will with him because he and I, we met over whiskey tasting, tasting events. So yeah, I'll, that could be pretty cool. And you can come up with the, the best performing cocktail for your business growth. Done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I will do that. Wait, sorry. My son is texting me. He's forgotten what room we're in, in the hotel. So I think it's <laughs> I'm gonna time let, for I'm me to go you, I'm going to let you go there so he doesn't get lost. <laughs> Wait, you're giving me a vacation by getting what? All right, time yeah. to be back in the dad mode. All right, Timmy. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful time. Thank you. I, I hope you wait. have a wonderful weekend. Yes. <laughs> you too. And uh, safe travels back to Spain, back to Europe. So enjoy Next the last week, few yes. days of your uh, vacation. And Yep. Got to run through all this. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, everyone. Remember, take a vacation. There's so much value you can get out of it other than the idea of getting away. It's the mindset, the new people, the new things. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We look forward to talking to you again. We have more interviews with some great entrepreneurs coming up. Just wanted to tell you, go on vacation. All right, everyone. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Timmy. Thanks, AJ. This episode of Beyond Eight Figures is over, but your journey as an entrepreneur continues. So if we can help you with anything, please just let us know. And if you like this episode, please share it with someone who might learn from it. Until next time, keep growing and find the joy in your journey. This is AJ, and I'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye.